Here we go. made it maybe i guess the week's not technically over so maybe we should yeah that's a good point i've never been happier to see friday pop up on my calendar i'll put it that <laughs> way um this is a, was an exciting week happy friday to all of you welcome to nudge coach happy hour matt gamble on that side of the screen that side of the screen i don't know what it looks like for you on youtube if you're listening on the podcast you're like what the hell are you pointing at um, I'm Phil Bean. We just went through a crazy product launch. Um, and I guess we're just going to tell stories and talk about how we're doing. We're going to use this as sort of like um, a session on the couch, talk to our psychologist here and work through everything that we went through this week. All the excitement, the highs, the lows, the late nights, all of it. We're just going to, we have no script here, no plan. We're going to talk through it and let you guys in behind the curtain a little bit. I think there's some good lessons here though, for anyone who's We'll go through some good launch lessons here for anyone who's kind of trying to launch their offering. Um, Cause I know more and more coaches we work with at this point are trying to launch some pretty cool, um, you know, scalable offerings, membership offerings. And I think the big takeaway here is stay on your toes with any launch. Something's not going to go the way you think it will. And That's I think right. staying flexible is going to really help you and make sure that you're, you're kind of hedging your bets a little bit. Because some things will go well, some things won't go well. And on this episode, I think we're going to share some things that did go well and some things that didn't go well. And I think there's going to be some good life lessons here. And hopefully this helps someone out there listening to be a little bit better prepared for their launch. That's right. <laughs> a little bit. So if, you pop over, if you pop over to nudgecoach.com at this point, um, the website is updated. Like you'll notice pretty immediately that we're, we're doing something new even before you sign into an account or create a new account or whatever. New stuff is up. The good news I'll start with is people are freaking excited that are signing up and having a good experience who are kind of fresh out of the gates. Um, but we definitely had some, you know, the primary stuff that, that popped up that, you know, you have to be on your toes for for us was sort of in the migration realm of our existing customers, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I and this is what really kills me. Like I, I've had some. We have some awesome partners we work with that that are super understanding and so cool. And we know them really well at this point. I mean, I there's probably a handful I'm pretty much on text basis with and text with pretty regularly. And what I hate is I hate it when you know you want to reward early customers of yours. You really want to like show an incredible experience, give them like value for being with you early on, and. Unfortunately, when we were really trying to migrate over some of their accounts, some of them who had more complicated configurations, it really just did not did not translate well into the new system. And it, there's things I'd say we probably could have done differently to better prepare for it. Probably the best would have just said, hey, look, let's scrap what you had in the old system and let's just rebuild it on the new one. We're trying to ease, you know, ease the administrative burden on everybody. And as such, it it didn't go well in that case for some of our partners. And it kills me because like that is user experience and services are things like we, we just like, I think our brand is built around and it was, you know, at the end of this week, I think everybody's in a good place and we're all kumbaya and rainbows and butterflies, but it was, it was tough. And I think that's where um, I'd say for anyone as a lesson, communication is key. If something doesn't go well, you do a launch, you roll something new out, be there, just be there for the, for the client, the customer communicate, bend over backwards. We were on our computers. I think 
we rolled out what Sunday, Sunday through Wednesday night. I think we were pretty much on our computers until about midnight every yeah. night, answering emails, hopping on calls, obscure hours with our partners across the globe. I mean, I think you have to do that and mm-hmm. it's going to happen on launches. Some things are just not, you're going to be caught in a situation where you're, you're going to have to figure out how to, how to navigate tough situations and have tough conversations. Yeah. I think, you know, this, this is almost like getting into the realm of life lessons for me, but you know, the number one thing, the number one thing, no matter what is just to show up for people. Right. Man. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's, I think one of the takeaways, like how do you go from, a really dicey first, you know, day and a half, two days, whatever, three days even, um, to people being in a pretty good place at this point, um, at the end of the first week where, you know, it's still possible. And there are obviously still like little, um, any, any major software update, right. Little bugs floating around somewhere, uh, that we haven't knocked out yet. Uh, but for the most part, I think, you know, we've been able to manage this kind of, kind of crisis mode, um, and 90, 90% of it was just like you, me, a handful of business team, um, absolutely finding a way to get in front of as many people as yeah. possible, talk through the details, even where we didn't know the technical details behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, talk through what's going on, um, provide a little bit of advice and, um, translate that to our, our development team so that they can act as quickly as possible as well. And they, they put in the time for sure as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I'd said this to somebody the other day and I would, I would probably stand by it. I think this was probably one of the most trying weeks for me personally in our nudge experience, but also too, I'd say for our team, this is probably one of the most trying weeks. And it, it shows you the importance and not, you know, if you feel like you need more time to get things right for a launch or for an update, you know, take that, make sure you do it the right way. Um, but I think, like I said, the, the thing that really helped every in, in every which way was communication. It's, I think you summed it up. It's, it's kind of the intangibles. I think that kind of help you navigate through situations like this and come out, you know, relatively unscathed. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not panicked communications either. Cause one thing that we could have done immediately when we kind of identified the first mm-hmm. kind of big issue that popped up yeah. was just fire off like a bulk email um, to absolutely everyone. And, you know, we, we kind of took a breath and got a better sense of kind of where issues were, where they weren't. And I think that served us really well. We were able mm-hmm. to reach out more, in a more targeted way to kind of, um, you know, our larger customers, customers who are much more likely to see real issues that were going to affect yeah. them. And, not just kind of limit the fact that we were pushing out information that, you know, we were having issues, but actually one-on-one touch base with those people, which they really, really appreciated. It wasn't that we didn't want to push out this broad announcement and and kind of put out a mea culpa or something, but Mm -hmm. it was so much more valuable to be able to actually have FaceTime with those uh, targeted customers that when we, when we really looked at the list of, of what we needed to prioritize became pretty achievable at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I thought we did some things that, that I, I think people should, um, things we didn't do well. And I think there were things we, we would, that I would encourage others to, to maybe leverage if they're ever in situations like this, where, um, as you may recall, one thing that we, we kind of outlined in that blog post were, you know, in terms of how we turned our churn around over the past year, one thing I kind of outlined in that post was 
one of the fastest ways to get people to churn is have crappy customer service. And that's where in situations like this, you really have to rely on service. If things are not going, technology, you know, people know that technology doesn't always work. I mean, even the biggest platforms don't work sometimes. I mean, I have issues with, you name it. Zoom doesn't work sometimes. Instagram doesn't work sometimes. You know, everyone goes through it. Nothing's perfect. So the key is like who, who, Think about who you're, you know, a customer thinks about who they're doing business with. And then if, is that person someone they can trust, they can have a good relationship with. And I think one thing we did, which I can't remember whose idea this was, where it came from, but we basically sent out an email and allowed any of our partners that had questions about the new platform just to go ahead and book a call with us. And we just kind of made ourselves available, the whole team through Calendly. And yeah, I think dozens of people have booked so far. And it's one of those things that, yeah, it's going to make our lives a little bit busier over the next few days or over the next week. But that's kind of what you have to do in situations like this. You can't be, you have to be able to iterate quickly and do so in a way that's going to strengthen the relationship and help, you know, help people navigate through tough times like this. But I think at the end of the day, as we're kind of wrapping up week one, I've had at least one conversation with a partner already today, and I know it's already already 9.15, I think we're starting to see more and more people saying like now that they've kind of gotten through the rough patches of it. Wow. There's some really cool things here and people are starting to see the value of the new system and starting to see like, Oh my God. And I was looking at one of the uh, testimonials Katie sent us, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was want to congratulate you on an excellent platform upgrade. It works well. First reactions to the daily cards are quite positive. And to be honest, you were making me look good, which should mean more business, which I think that really touches on what we're trying to get to is, helping coaches create awesome client experiences. Like in 2021, we should all have awesome client experiences. That's (laughs) I'm standing by that whole concept. I think that, you know, that's an important note for everyone who's thinking about working with clients online. Right. It's like, you know, we, we talk about what you can do when you're face to face with people and you, and you're great at that, right? You can build a relationship that way, but where it can get outside your hands a little bit, a lot of times is trying to hack together these experiences for your clients when you're not the conversation, you're not there to have mm-hmm. the conversation, to empathize and all that good stuff, the emails, the texts, the workflows that you're trying to put together. Um, that's the part, that's the element of, of coaching remotely that, we can make incredible strides with over the next little stretch. And I think we've taken the first massive step in that direction. And it's been fun to see the tone kind of slowly change. And it's sort of like, have you ever seen kind of the early adopter curve? I think it has another name too, but um, you kind of are are seeing the change in tone across uh, our audience of, of existing customers after they're sort of like, the, the kind of really forward looking ones realized very quickly, even with some little issues, they're like, yeah. wow, this is really interesting. This is really impressive. I see what we, what I can do with this. And we got some early messages even like that. And now it's starting to kind of come in more and more. You're starting to yeah. see kind of the, um, the rest of the audience sort of start to have kind of some of those aha moments and the light bulbs go off and say, whoa, I can put some things together here. Well, what's so interesting, and as you all know, I'm kind of a numbers geek about this kind of stuff. Um, I've been really fascinated to see how much quicker so far, at least what it looks like. The Remember, as you're, if you're launching a scalable offering and if you're trying to do some kind of freemium type model, which I know some coaches try to do things like that, where they bring people in, nurture them with content to the point of converting to a customer. Time, you know, time to value is the big thing you have to think about, which means like how quickly are you getting a person to the aha moment? 
And one thing that's been really interesting is it seems like the time to value on the new system has been greatly reduced just from the first week and what we're seeing. And I know not a lot of data at this point, but it, I think what we're seeing is more and more people to your point, you know, I remember six months ago when we we're just showing people screenshots of what we're building. Some people were like, Oh my God, that's incredible. Like this is going to be, this is exactly what I need and what I want to your point. I think, you know, people are catching up now to now that we've gotten it out there and it, I think we're just at such an awesome opportunity to help coaches create cooler experiences for clients but we'll have to see. We'll have to see the next couple of weeks. But time to value. Everyone should be thinking about time to value. That's right. Underrated concept. Uh, that's from product-led growth, that specific language. Um, Wes Bush. I want to not. Little, little shout out. Yeah, a little shout out to, to Wes. Um, so one other, I guess, aspect of this that might be interesting to dive into a little bit is, you know, obviously this was a scramble for our team. We talked about late nights, long mm-hmm. nights from, you know, support personnel, salespeople jumping into support um, without even, you know, a lot of prompt. We didn't have to prompt that, you know, know, obviously a lot of these issues coming from, you know, tech side update and trying to keep morale high. The team still seems to be together when really hard times kind of strike and it feels like you're in a crisis and you're kind of in the trenches. Mm -hmm those are like the moments where it could go either way, right? Like you can run into those hard times. And as a team, we could either completely unravel and fall apart um, or it could make us that much stronger. And we will be telling stories about it, you know, years from now. (laughs) It was, it was actually so serendipitous. And I, I, I kind of felt bad because I had kind of put some, posed some questions to a few team members a few weeks ago, as we're kind of growing this year about, Hey, what does capacity look like for you in, in yeah. kind of this department? And a few people like had rough ideas, but weren't totally sure. Some of them have a really good sense now of what their capacity is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, when you, when you get bombarded with support tickets, um, you know, that's a really quick way to find out, hey, which I do think a good gut check occasionally is helpful to really understand how your team reacts to things. Yeah. Um, if, if things just always come across as easy, you're really not going to grow much. I think this has been one of the best experiences we've ever gone through because I think there's so many lessons that came out of it. We're going to do things so incredibly different internally from a process standpoint, from a, you know, thinking about team planning, moving forward, seeing what we did with kind of when you introduce, it's kind of like when uh, systems do like pressure tests and, you know, I think you, you hear that in the, in the tech world and I think utilities do things like that, you know, having some kind of like pressure test, that's kind of what we put ourselves through. And I didn't visibly see anybody cry. So I think we made progress. I, I don't, I think we got stronger as a team. There may have been tears offline, but we'll, uh, there were definitely late nights. And I think going into Friday, um, I will absolutely be someone to partake tonight for a drink. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Um, definitely will be, uh, I don't know if this is a Zoom bar session, but we'll we'll get into that. This should evening. be. We should just done this at a bar at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. But shout out to the entire team, though. I, I do say it's it's always about your team. Um, so, like I said, I think it was good. We had a little bit of a, a gut check, but hey, the, the the team came through it great. And so we'll go into next week and be stronger. And we'll we've got a lot of neat things rolling out. So I'm excited to get to that. Yeah, unbelievable effort and an unbelievable balance of like being able to deal with. Okay, we've got customers who are. Um, reaching out that feel like they have these really desperate issues, 
but also like you'll see in our, our Slack channels pop up from time to time, like a screenshot of a text message where another customer says, oh my God, I see where you're going with this. This is awesome. That's, <laughs> that know? was really kind of what got us through. I mean, even like on in the first several days of this week when it kind of felt like Armageddon, um, we were still getting, you know, because for, for a lot of you know, new people coming in, the system all looked pretty much great. And so it was something where we were getting those encouraging notes pretty much right at the bat even though we were dealing with some kind of transition issues with our current customers. And it was something that was like, Oh my God, like, Hey, we're, we're onto something here. This is like, this is what people realize like remote coaching has to go this direction. And if you're trying to create a great experience um, we're on track here and it's, it's those little things that kind of get you through a day in and day out. But I think there, as you, as you were kind of um, setting up earlier, I think there's some really good lessons here though about what happens if a product launch doesn't go well in terms of like how to react. And I think one thing that really jumped out that I felt like we did get ahead of pretty well, and especially if your launch is pretty big and you're talking about hundreds or thousands of people potentially blasting you emails, you, you really quickly have to identify root cause because if you just focus on responding to each individual message one-off and you don't address the root cause, you're not stopping the bleeding. And that's something that's so important is you have to figure out as quickly as you can how to stop the bleeding, meaning how do you stop the inflow of emails, tickets, whatever, you know, Facebook messages, whatever you're using. And that was something that the first day was tough for us to do because it was kind of some shock. But I think going into kind of day two, day three, we really were much better about saying, okay, here's what we're, we've heard. Here's the root cause. We think what's going on that will prevent you know, the greatest, you know, greatest good for the most number, you know, the uh, prevent the the inflow of tickets the next day, if we can kind of address these several root issues. And we kind of just followed that day to day. And I, it really helped us. It's funny if, if someone, if you showed a graph of the <laughs> inbound support tickets from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for one, you may cry when you look at it just for what Monday was, but then you would see though, I think as we, as we really kind of try to leverage that strategy, it really paid dividends so that, you know, by the end of, I think week one, everyone's in a much better place going into the weekend. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit of an interesting and trying week, but I think it's so important to get in front of it as quickly as you can, because if you just stay buried under inbound messages, you're never going to get out. Yeah. And, and it is tough because in the beginning, right. You know, each of your customers, clients, whatever, um, may word what's going on or describe what's going on and it sounds totally different or they're like looking at it from a different place in the platform seeing what seems like totally different things so it can take a little time to identify sometimes what those root causes are but um once we got down to it i know i was in a meeting with you and our cto and you did a really good job just saying well and also uh one of our other developers and you did a really (laughs) good job saying hey just don't worry about that. This is it. This is the thing to focus on. We'll we'll handle. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll uh, polish as much as we can. We'll um, do what we can with the other little issues here and there, just by getting in front of people. Focus on this. Knock this out because this is what's leading to most of these. And we got I, to that pretty quickly. I'm a huge believer in the mantra of think like a rock climber. If anyone has not heard this, this is like to me, this is one of the, like one of the most profound things I ever heard that I, I really do probably think about it every day is you may have this huge mountain in front of you. And if you just think about climbing this huge mountain, that's a very intimidating way to go every day is <laughs> just thinking about this multitude of what, if it's tasks or things you have to accomplish to scale a mountain, just focus on arm's length at a time. And 
as long as you're going in the right direction, you can't focus on more than an arm's length at a time. And I think that was in this case for this week was really important because if you have a laundry list of 150 different things that need to be fixed from a team perspective, that's very intimidating. And I think for, for some people who are really in kind of product development, that's, that, that's a very trying, <laughs> really difficult place to be. If we can just narrow it down to arm's length. And I think that's just a mantra I would encourage everyone to kind of live by is one arm's length at a time, because if you get too much ahead of that, you're going to put yourself in, in a pretty bad place. Love it. We need, we need more Mac wisdom on these episodes. That's it. I I, there's, there's like two mantras I have. It's that and stay flexible. And that's it. <laughs> it's going to be a short show if that's, if it's just going through wisdom. Yeah. Uh, good episode then. <laughs> there we go. That was it. Play the, play the outro. Um, um, yeah. So another thing that we had going on that um, I think has, has been sort of fortuitous and I was afraid while we were mapping it out ahead of time that it was going to be, you know, pretty darn risky was that we ran a mastermind program, like right, like kicked it off right after mm-hmm. launch. Um, and obviously from what you've heard so far in this conversation, you might be thinking, well, that must've gone poorly. Um, it has gone great actually. Um, and nice. if you think about it as, you know, just another opportunity to already have kind of a captive audience of those customers and get direct FaceTime with them and really talk through some of the details it has been, I think, invaluable so far because we've been able to kind of get in front of some things with kind of presentations that we already had planned that we kind of tweaked a little bit mm-hmm. uh, just to get in front of a couple of things. Um, for example, you know, we the kickoff was on Tuesday, so we launched uh, overnight kind of Sunday and kickoff of the mastermind was on Tuesday. Just did kind of an intro se- session mm-hmm. and onboarded people into the app. And the app at that point was um, in pretty good shape for a kind of new setup and new program. So we were able to show something that looked really slick, even in the midst of all the chaos. So it was kind of a way to do a controlled kind of introduction to this stuff um, that just really worked out for us without Mm -hmm. kind of um, having to say, hey, you know, we were having some issues. You might see some stuff. We didn't really have to do that as much just managing a couple of specific expectations, but also saying, hey, look at this. This is how you can use this. Um, And it, I think, has already sparked some stuff for a lot of those people going through it. And then um, yesterday, did our second session, which also will probably sound very risky when I explain it to you. We did a a full-length, in-depth product demo of the whole platform. I was in there. I was I thought it was great. I thought you um, walked through it well, and I thought there were some good questions coming out of it and curious yeah. to see what people build. And I thought it was just a great opportunity to level set with people. You know, it, it's so the mastermind is focused around uh, developing your program. So building your program, eventually getting it into the platform. Um, but we're going through exercises next week on, you know, how to map out your coaching program, basically get your ideas out of your head and on paper, mm-hmm. put them in the right order and start to really map this stuff out before you build it into the platform. So we had this opportunity to say, hey, before you start mapping things out or, <clears throat> excuse me, remapping what you already have, um, here's everything that the platform can do. Here's what it does great to start thinking about what opportunities you have to leverage this. And here are the things that can't do yet, or we don't want to do with it, or that you don't want to try to do. Um, 
to just sort of frame in your mind, you know, where you need to place your focus as you're, as you're thinking about how you want to structure these things mm -hmm. so that you don't get into a position where you're like, well, I mapped all this out, but I can't do this piece on like day seven or something. Yep. And that kind of makes you kind of scramble from there. So it's a really good opportunity. I will say the one aspect of it that was a little bit tense for me, I, I have to admit, was that it felt a little bit like a game of Frogger when I was in there, like knowing yep. where a couple of known issues were in the platform, doing a really in-depth demo without jumping into those known issues was a little bit challenging for sure. Yep. Um, but you know, if you run into them in front of people, they're understanding. You know, I mean, if you, I, if you can just talk through it. So this sounds I wouldn't so, fear those moments. It sounds so basic, but you know, if you've ever been in a building and you see one of those like pardon my dust signs. Yeah. I think that is a great example though of what happens when you set expectations on the front end, even if something's not perfect right there. And most people, when you launch something, it's not perfect. There's generally a handful of things you can think of that you like need to be refined or fixed. And I think that was so key as we kind of, we did get in front of it. I think you, you communi communicated some of that well. And no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great session. I think it's hopefully that with some of the other things we're putting together re is really going to be helpful for coaches who are trying to make that transition to online and making sure that what they have does translate nicely. Cause it's not necessarily just a one-to-one -one and the way you've been doing things are going to work really well when you're kind of doing more things online, you may need to make some refinements. You may need to break up content in certain ways so I'm really excited to see what comes through in the mastermind. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to get kind of getting our hands in the clay and, and seeing what people come up with for new kind of new program ideas that can yeah. be built into a platform like this and delivered through an app. And I'm just, I'm really interested to see what comes out of it because this hasn't really totally existed before as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Like the ability to do this, um, at least in kind of a clean, pretty way like this. So um having a, a decent sized group, but, you know, I think we had what, like 20, 25 people live yesterday who are going to be right digging in immediately and trying to map out something given this like what, new platform that they're seeing. Um, what types of coaches are these, by the way, be, I realize I don't even know this. What I mean, I'm assuming it's a pretty broad group. It is a broad group for sure. So we have everything from, you know, business coaches who also kind of span into actual like in corporate, um, mm, sort yeah. of like in corporate headquarters, but also yeah. um, I, we have one that does take on just like a business coach for private clients, um, individual clients. Um, we have a memory coach. <laughs> a memory coach. Um, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Memory coach, huh. I, I actually was making jokes on the platform demo yesterday because I had no idea what he would create for a, a memory. Yeah, coach I'm really there. pumped to see so that. I was yeah. Like, here's my new tracker I'm creating for Mark. It's a memory challenge. I have no idea what kind of tracker he's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, all the whole gamut, but you know, the the kind of uh, ones you would expect. We got some clinical stuff, some medical stuff. Uh, mapping out medical program or clinical programs around mm. kind of uh, diabetes or, or chronic illness, stuff like that. Um, got a, you know, a few just, just getting started um, health wellness coaches, one that does like yeah. Reiki. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't even know how you pronounce that. It does what? Reiki? Reiki? I don't, I don't -E know. R-E-I-K-I? Uh, we're going to look really dumb to some people. I know. <laughs> we're all experts. Experts in our own thing. That's just not something we're super familiar with. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of the whole like quinoa thing. If you've seen the uh, the life coaching commercials, I, which I think oh, are genius, so the 
preventing you from becoming your parents. Those life coaching commercials are so funny. And it's like, um, you know, Quino, it's um, yeah. all the funny ways you say quinoa. And I think that, that is just in- incredible. Joaquin, uh, that's Joaquin. <laughs> that it's a great commercial if anyone hasn't seen that. But um, yeah, hey, we're all experts in our own thing. So, yeah. But it sounds like so broad group of coaches in there. So working on program creation, any any kind of lessons that we can kind of pass on the podcast, any kind of big takeaways so far? Well, we're really just getting going, but I would say, you know, it's amazing to see how much you can kind of learn from a group, even that seems like they're in totally different realms. Like the, yeah. this group of people is trying to solve the, the lesson here is focus on the problem, right? They're all yeah. trying to solve the same fundamental problem, which is like, how do I coach really effectively online remotely? Mm-hmm. Um, because this is new to me, right? Um, how do I get my program content sent to these clients in a, in a way that's a good experience for them? How do I communicate in between the sessions? All that good stuff. That's the core problem, which can mean that a memory coach can collaborate with a doctor who's launching a chronic care uh, program. Yeah can collaborate with a business coach and they're all speaking the same language and this kind of crossover of ideas from those different realms, I think is going to unlock some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh my Um, God. That is so cool. So, so you're, you're basically connecting these people across different facets of coaching to help create better models of online and remote coaching. That's right. So that's actually where we're going to end with this. That's why you're a mad scientist, man. You're a mad scientist. (laughs) Yeah. So next week, Next week, we have some kind of programming that you would expect in sort of a mastermind kind of course. So we'll have mm-hmm. our, our two live sessions, which are going to be on, you know, best best ways or, or strategies to plan out your program quickly, get your ideas out of your head and on paper, get it mapped out. Then the next session, a deep dive workshop on starting to build those ideas into Nudge Coach. And then the next Tuesday, we're kind of kicking everybody out into the wild by, by putting them into small groups. And I'm the way I'm thinking about this right now is I do want to have a lot of like weird crossover, like you yeah. know, someone more clinical with someone who's nowhere near health even um, to kind of get together and kind of be test cases for each other's programs so that they can help each other iterate and experience it and have someone who's just safe to give feedback uh, because that can be, you know, a, a thing that's kind of hard to get access to as someone who is, another coach who's, you know, an expert in this type of thing, but provide feedback on how that kind of program is looking in the early days of, of having this new platform to build something new out in. I think it's going to be invaluable, but that's how we're going to try to leave it uh, the following Tuesday. Should be I think fun. this just shows the importance of having kind of outside perspectives or different perspectives on the problem. And yeah, I mean, it, you bring up a good point. When realistically have, have coaches really been able to do something like this and kind of had that kind of, you know, like I said, kind of feedback from coaches of other segments to see kind of what's working for them and what hasn't. So yeah, that'll be really neat to see kind of what comes out of it. I feel like we should, whatever, you know, over the next couple of weeks, as we get more learnings from it, we should definitely bring some of those to the podcast because I think it'd be helpful for other people to hear too. For sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. You know, I, I read this book, this kind of a tangent, um, a couple of years ago is this guy's I had a PhD thesis, maybe they just mm-hmm. turned it into a book. Uh, it's called the Medici effect, but it stuck with me and the whole concept behind it was like, why was there all this incredible innovation around this time when the Medici were running around and just mm-hmm. connecting all these people and putting them in one place to do crazy stuff. Yeah. And the theory was that inter- intersecting like these different disciplines and like the best experts in them or experts in them in general 
that intersection creates a ton of innovation. That's the whole theory under, underlying everything that he was laying out in the book. It's always stuck with me. And I feel like we're getting to kind of play in that. Space yeah. Now. It's like, yeah, it's just creating like these impact zones, basically. That, that is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I, I do always wonder different ways we can be connecting kind of coaches through the system and giving them different channels to be able to collaborate in that kind of way. I think it's pretty fascinating. That's cool. Yep. All right. So we got anything else? I think we got some good lessons out. Um, some interesting things to look out for going forward. Um, any, any final feelings here as we've gotten into, this is great transparency hour. We should do this. I know <laughs> it's always, I mean, and that's kind of what our brand's built around, but it's like, just stay on your toes when you're going to a product launch. Some things won't go the way you think they will. Just be prepared if things don't and focus on the root cause of whatever's creating those, you know, creating the inflow of support tickets or emails, whatever's going on. Um, but think like a rock climber. There you go. Reintroduce you go. the mantra. The world only ends once. So when you're in that crisis, just remember that you'll be fine. Yep. You'll be fine. So um, yeah, I guess we got to hop into the Instagram now and try to summarize all of this into an Instagram live. Let's do it. That one's going to be messy. <laughs> It'll be, be fun, be off the cuff, but uh, appreciate y'all hopping on. Um, I will be traveling, I guess, next Friday. I will be out. So we'll have to probably record the next one, maybe on a different day, maybe. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's, that's tempting. You might get a solo episode from me. <laughs> hey, if you can hold it, do it. We'll see. That's like the hardest thing in the world to do, by the way. Shout out to everyone who does radio or podcasting by themselves. That's, that's yep. truly a talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, appreciate you tuning in. I hope this is helpful. And um, I guess we will see you next week. Keep in mind, well, we will see you either next week or the week after based on what Mac just said. But keep in mind, this is on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, if you do want to listen on the podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places that you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll see you again next time, guys.